When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday, March 13th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, busy weekend for the Guardians out in Arizona. Busy weekend for baseball in general with the uh, the World Baseball Classic really sort of kicking into high gear uh, with the United States team uh, uh, playing a couple of games there. Uh, but uh, we'll focus on the Guardians to start. Uh, they had uh, a few games where they they looked pretty good uh, on on Saturday. Um, but Friday and, and Sunday, they, they took a couple of losses in Cactus League action. Uh, they they made a couple of moves uh, on Sunday uh, at, at, to their roster, the first sort of cuts that, you know, you, you sort of um, had had predicted and could predict that these were coming. Uh, they they sent down four guys and reassigned them to uh, to the minor league camp. Uh, who, who were the guardians that uh, that will be? Focusing more on uh, their their minor league uh, start to the season as as we get going here. Yeah, uh, uh, Joe, like three pitchers: um, uh, Joey Cantillo, Peyton Battenfield, Logan Allen were uh, were sent down, and so was outfielder uh, George Valera. Uh, Valera, of course, had the hand injury on uh, you know late February. He's coming off that hamate surgery and really never played after February 27th. He had to, or he didn't, you know, he never played in the Cactus League game. Had trouble swinging the bat. Cantillo made one appearance, one scoreless appearance, but I don't. I think they uh, felt um, they wanted to protect him a little bit. They thought he's. They said he's very competitive. He was really looking forward to this camp, but he's had injury problems the last couple of years. They didn't want him to. Uh, you know, try to impress anybody so that I guess they sent him down and sounded like for his own good. Uh, Logan Allen kind of struggled a little bit. You know, kid came in to his big first big league camp. Uh, the left-hander, 171 strikeouts, led the organization uh, in strikeouts last season, but but kind of had some ups and downs, but he, he finished with a scoreless inning in his last outing, uh, and uh, so he'll go down. And uh, I think the, the guy that was intriguing to me was ba- Peyton Battenfield, Joe. Uh, guy, uh, you know, really uh, pitched well, made uh, three three appearances, gave up a run, real low batting average against, low ERA. You know, and he made, he was kind of the workhorse of that uh, AAA staff last year, 27, 28 st- uh, starts. 
uh, over 150 innings. So he's a guy that I, I, that I, you know, maybe they want to get him stretched out and maybe he figures into maybe he's the sixth, seventh, eighth starter on this staff when, when they need somebody. Yeah. That, uh, that group right there, that little, that, that bunch, uh, uh, of, of prospects, uh, Battenfield at Logan Allen and, and Joey Cantillo, uh, all seem to be guys who, who might, uh, be candidates to at some point make starts, uh, with the big league club this year. Uh, but like you said, if they, if they send Battenfield down, if they send that whole group, that's, that's your, your top three, maybe starters at triple A, uh, for the season, uh, unless they want to start Cantillo out at, at double A and, and move him up after a month or so. Um, I, I, I can really see uh, Battenfield being like, you know, a, a call away or, you know, one of the first guys called up uh, in, in April or May if they need a, a starting pitcher, uh, especially after what he, he showed them in camp this time. He, he's, he's got that physical presence that, that makes you think that he can handle sort of the, the load to, to, to pitch a lot of innings. And uh, if they if they need him to, uh, you know, maybe be the guy who bounces back and forth between uh, Cleveland and Columbus. Yeah, like I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's a big, strong guy, should be able to handle the innings. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's an interesting guy. And they got him in a trade, right? I, can, I always get it mixed they got up. Him from, they got him from Tampa Bay for Jordan Luplo. That's right. That's right. I always get him mixed up with they made a deal with Chicago too and got another pitcher, right? I can't I can't remember. But I get I get him confused sometimes. The guy I was disappointed about was Valera, Joe. I wanted to see him swing the right. bat. And he really never got a chance. He was disappointed. Uh, Tito uh, Francona said he was disappointed about getting sent down, a little frustrated. But he's got to get his hand healthy first. You know, you can't really. And, it, you know, they're, you know, they got to get the roster down. It's going to start, you know, a gradual process to get down to 26. And if you can't play, you can't play. So it's better for him to rehab and uh, get some time, you know, at AAA. In, or in, you know during uh, before before the minor league teams break, yeah, uh, around the time that uh, the Guardians acquired uh, or that Cleveland acquired um, Battenfield from Tampa, uh, at the same time they they acquired Connor Pilkington from the White that's Sox. Right. That's that's who you're thinking of, and that was the the trade for uh, Cesar Hernandez that that sent um, Pilkington to uh, to Cleveland. Uh, but but yeah, I. I, I agree. It's, it's disappointing that we didn't get to see more of George Valera, but uh, let, let's make sure he's healthy before, you know, you start thinking about, you know, where you're seeing him and when you're seeing him and all that. Uh, uh, it, we, it would be nice to see a guy uh, take a swing and not, you know, wince in pain as he's, he's grabbing for his hand after, uh, uh, after that surgery. So uh, yeah, the, the, the guys that they made the, the, the roster moves, that's, you know, you could pretty much predict that that all that was going to happen. That that sort of clears the way for uh, some of these other guys who were there still in camp. Uh, you mentioned Xavion Curry. Uh, he pitched four innings uh, yesterday and and looked pretty good. Uh, he he puts himself in a position to to maybe compete for uh, a spot on the on the roster in the bullpen. Yeah, I think so, Joe. Four innings, five hits. He gives up the home run in the first inning, but you know comes back and. Uh, Gives them four innings, and he's, you know, that's, you know, he's the only the second uh, Cleveland pitcher to go for. Uh, Plesac went four scoreless against Mexico uh, last week. Uh, so, you know, that's encouraging, I think, for a rookie. Um, he, he only strikes out one guy. I was surprised about that, but, you know, didn't walk a batter. 
uh, two runs, five hits, four innings. So yeah, and you know, they, and we, as we've said before, they've got a couple open spots in the uh, in the bullpen, and and having some length in that pen, I don't think would be the worst thing. Yeah, one or two, uh, one or two guys, uh, you know, competing or uh, to, looking to to grab those open spots in the bullpen uh, because of the the injury to Sam Hentges and the. Uh, you know, the continued delay of, of Cody Morris as he's rehabbing his injury. Uh, and, you know, the only other uh, battle that we're sort of watching right now is the, the backup catcher battle. We talked about that last week. Um, Avery's Valoria uh, playing for Columbia in the World Baseball Classic had, a, I believe, a two-run home run and has looked, uh, you know, pretty good playing for uh, his his home country. Uh, but it's really uh, coming down to a, a battle between uh, Cam Gallagher, Zach Collins, and, you know, maybe uh, Valoria gets back to uh, the club in time to to make a push. But uh, really, it, it seems like a, the, the backup catcher role is, is be down between those two guys. Yeah, I think David Fry might be in there too, Joe. He's got, he's kind of an interesting guy. He's got a couple home runs this spring and he can play what, first and third. So mm -hmm. he gives you a little more flexibility besides just being a backup catcher, so kind of kind of a guy to uh, keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, Tito uh, Tito spoke glowingly about him uh, the other day, uh, Friday was it Saturday morning? Uh, he he was mentioning how he likes the versatility that 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 that's intriguing, and then he he likes the the character and the makeup of the guy as well. Uh, you could all you can you could tell that there's leadership qualities there that he likes and. Uh, any, anytime Tito's talking about that kind of stuff, it's, you know, it's, it, it's not, he's, he's not blowing smoke. It's, it's stuff that you, you know, that he's seen, uh, while he's interacting with his teammates there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he's a guy they got from, uh, uh, they got from Milwaukee, uh, for, uh, JC Mejia, uh, you know, came over last season, hit 17 home runs for, uh, Columbus. So, you know, he's got some pop and he swung the bat really well. In, in this camp, he's hitting over 400. Like I said, got a couple home runs. So, you know, guy, guy kind of to uh, keep an eye on and, uh, you know, keep in your back pocket kind of. You know, he could, you know, if you're in, in a game where, you know, maybe, you know, it's kind of tough to use your backup catcher, you know. and But I guess you could move him back. You know, I, I, I mean, it's not like you got to DH him or anything. You can move him around. And if you need a backup, your catcher, you just make another move, right? To right. Well, yeah, bring but, him back from third or first. But here's a question. I mean, he's he's got the experience at AAA that, you know, he spent a whole season there. He, he's he's ready sort of to to be a young guy on a major league roster. And he's he's versatile and whatever. Is he maybe a candidate like we were talking uh, two weeks ago, we were talking about the, the Gabriel Arias, uh, Tyler Freeman situation. And do you keep both of those guys mm -hmm. on the roster or do you let one of them go uh, start the season at AAA and 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 get hot down there? And, and you know, if you need to bring them along at some point later on uh, to me, if you could put David Fry in that other infield utility spot, You've got uh, a guy who plays two corner positions on the infield. You got uh, he can play outfield if you need him to. He could play catcher or whatever. Uh, he he sort of fills that utility role a little more than either Arias or Freeman. You don't you don't really have to worry about him sitting a little bit, and it it, it solves your problem with uh, you know having two of the same guy basically. 
uh, in, in Arias and Freeman uh, sitting on your bench doing nothing. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and then you can maybe, you, 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 you know, you carry a second catcher. So, you you know, you've really got an well, emergency really, catcher he, too, right? You've got, or, a, or, you've got a third catcher. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You've got a third catcher without even trying. So you, you sort of maximize your roster that way. And that's a, another thing Tito likes to do. So who knows? Maybe maybe David Fry has a, a, a better chance than we even realize of, of making the club uh, and out of the out for opening day. Uh, and right now, if it were, uh, if we're looking at it, I'm, I'm thinking Gabriel Arias and, and Fry and you send Freeman down, uh, and, and, and see how it goes from there. And if you need to, to make a move, maybe in, in late April or May or something, uh, you bring Freeman back up. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, and Fry gives you a little pop off the bench too, uh, maybe more so than Arias and Freeman. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense to me. Yeah, that would that's a guy. Uh, you know, that we'll have to watch to see how that develops. Yeah, and like he's you did use the the word correctly. You said emergency catcher because uh, Tito doesn't necessarily sound like he's thrilled about the idea of uh, putting David Fry in as a uh, a big league in a big league game, at least uh, a regular season game as a catcher, uh, unless he's completely comfortable doing that. So, we'll see. Uh, speaking of a little pop, uh, Framil Reyes homered for Kansas City uh, against his former club on Sunday. Uh, looking more and more like Framil is going to make that uh, Kansas City roster and uh, could could come back to to you know sort of be a thorn for the uh, the Guardians during the regular season. Yeah, I started the six with a leadoff home run against uh, Eli Morgan, uh, second home run of the spring. He is in camp on a minor league deal with the with the Royals, and uh, right now it looks like he's going to be the DH, Joe. So yeah, I would think uh, Cleveland is going to be is going to see a lot of Franmil, and uh, we'll see uh, if Franmil gets his revenge or not. Yeah, it, it should be. Uh, and, and watching him on on social media, it's been uh, it's been entertaining to see uh, how he just po- he sort of pops up everywhere uh, out there in Arizona. He was. Uh, after the uh, the Venezuelan team upset the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic, uh, a bunch of the Venezuelan players uh, FaceTimed with uh, with Fran Mill, and they were just, they were taunting him basically. And it, it was on his uh, I think it was on his Instagram Live, and it was hilarious just to watch. I didn't know a word they were saying, but I knew it was it was hilarious. Uh, it was uh, Miguel Cabrera was on there just sort of dogging him, and it was it was kind of neat to see. Uh, uh, you know, that gets us into the the World Baseball Classic here. Uh, the Guardians have 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 some players who have who've performed well so far in the uh, World Baseball Classic, and uh, some some uh, players who have had uh, forgettable performances. Uh, one ex Guardian was the uh, MVP of Pool A for Chinese Taipei, and that was Yu Chang. Uh, he just couldn't help himself hitting home runs all over the place. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, major league teams are, are probably looking at that, saying, "Wow, this uh, this is a kid who can can probably play." Yeah, uh, Yu Chang hits four thirty eight in uh, you know in pool play, two doubles, two home runs. He ties uh, Shohei Otani for the WBC lead in uh, RBIs. Uh, just had a great tournament, and uh, unfortunately, Chinese uh, Taipei doesn't advance. But uh, you know, I think. Uh, I was looking. I think he re-signed with uh, with Boston in February. It must be a minor league deal. So you know, hopefully this helps uh, 
you know, get him, you know, get him back and get him back in the big leagues too. Yeah, uh, good guy and, and and you know, easy guy to root for, I think, and and pull for uh, to to see him have success. Uh, one guy who, who found it a little harder to find success uh, in his first start for Canada, uh, Cal Quantrill. Uh, he got lit up, uh, didn't last an inning uh, against uh, who was it? Was it Brit- uh, Gr- yeah, Great, Great Britain. Britain? Great Britain, and this was a, a Great Britain team that uh, you know really struggled against the United States, and possibly has the worst uniforms I've ever seen <laughs> on a baseball field. I mean, these are these uniforms are so. Pl- that basically they they made uniforms that reflect what uh, you know English cooking is like. I, I think it th- those uniforms look like English food tastes basically, <laughs> just the most bland and plain and awful uniforms you will ever see. Uh, and but they were good enough to beat the uh, be, to beat up on Cal Quantrill in his first start uh, for Team Canada. Yeah, Quantrill goes uh, only two-thirds of an inning, gives up three runs, four walks, a strikeout. But Canada comes back and mercy rules uh, Great Britain, 18-9. to nine. Uh, Bo Naylor was catching uh, Quantrill, got fooled by the old double steal. I guess great, the, the old double steal reached over the uh, pond and was uh, got to uh, Great Britain. They, you know, the, with the first and second and... You know, the the guy breaks for a uh, second, bow threw down, and the guy from third stole Holmes almost standing up. So, you know, we got they, they got snookered there a little bit, but uh, Canada came back and uh, you know thumped them pretty good. Yeah, I I I, I could have some you know War of eighteen twelve reference or American Revolution or Boston Tea Party reference or something like that, but uh, it, it, not since the French and Indian War have. Uh, have Canadians and, and Brits battled on uh, U.S. soy? I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to do here? Uh, you don't but like no, what it, sausage, Joe? You don't. Oh have come it. on! Oh, Holmesy. No, I, it neat to see that you know those two countries playing each other, and and you know it, the the whole scene, the whole atmosphere in in Miami was was really cool. Uh, the Puerto Rico Venezuela game was crazy. If you saw that. Uh, Andres Jimenez is having himself a, a pretty decent tournament, looking really good as a shortstop defensively. Um, and you know, Venezuela, I, I think, is a team that's that's you know, sneaking up on people. Uh, and now they're in a, a, a real good position. They've they've beaten Puerto Rico. They've beaten uh, the Dominican Republic. I I gotta believe they're uh, they're a good strong candidate to advance out of that pool. Oh yeah, Joe and. Uh... Like yeah, they they beat they beat the the the, the, uh, the Dominican five one. They beat Puerto Rico uh, last night nine to six. You know, and like you said, him Jimenez is having a really good tournament three for nine. And uh, I saw him make a great double play last night. And Joe, it's so weird to uh, see the shortstop still playing on the second base side of uh, uh, second base or the first base side of second base. I should say. You know, there's no the the old the the, uh, the new rules don't apply in the WBC. And I saw Jimenez shifted over, and I'm sitting there. What is he doing? And then I yeah. then it dawned on me. Hey, this is the WBC. They're playing under different rules, but he's made a couple really nice plays, and he's really having a, he's having a great series. So good for him. Yeah, it's uh, exciting to watch uh, watch the Guardians players out there and and, and having success and 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 you know. 
playing well in the World Baseball Classic, uh, especially because you know it means a lot to them. It certainly means a lot to uh, Andres Jimenez, but that's a, a Venezuela lineup that that can bring uh, the offense as well. So uh, the big question is: Are the is the pitching gonna gonna hold up? Yeah. And, and that's the the big question uh, for the United States because you know the U.S. lineup can can hit and they can they can mash. They've got some some guys in that lineup that are pretty good, pretty good. And there's like three hall uh, three MVPs that that start uh, the the top three in the batting order. But they just don't have the arms right now. There's there's nobody to pitch for the United States. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's the problem they ran into putting this team together. They got the position players, but the organizations were afraid to, uh, you know, let their their top pitchers commit to the USA, to Team USA. And uh, they're kind of, you know, that's kind of coming back to bite them. And they're going to have to outscore these these teams. And, you know, Mexico, what, beat them 11 to 5 last night. So, you know, that, that's not always going to happen. You're not always going to be out, be able to outslug somebody. Yeah, that's the same Mexico team that, uh, you know, couldn't put up a run against the Guardians in an exhibition game on Wednesday. So, uh, all right, uh, the the World Baseball Classic will continue this week uh, as we uh, find out more and and learn more and and hear more from Guardians camp. Uh, You can log on to uh, subscribe to our subtext uh, texting service and uh, our, our subscription our subscribers are great on on subtext. They ask us great questions, and you know they they fuel the the hey hoinsies and yeah. and they, we really give them um uh you know sort of the information that we're hearing as soon as we get it. Um, so uh, log on to cleveland.com/slash/subtext to subscribe, or uh, send a, a text message to two one six two zero eight four three four six, and you send a text message there, and it'll uh, send you the link back to. Uh, subscribe. It's three ninety nine a month, and you get all the inside uh, information from myself and Hoinsey as we head towards Guardians uh, regular season opener uh, in uh, in a couple of weeks. Here, uh, getting closer, Hoinsey. Hey, yeah, uh, the uh, hey, Joe. I've got I got to tip my hat to the uh, to the subtext guys. I asked for some Hey Hoinsey questions last week. They sent me twenty one twenty one uh-huh. questions. So Sounds like a record. Thank you very much. Yeah, that'd be a record. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, that, that fuels your uh, your Hey Hoinsey column every week, so uh, it's great to great to see that. Hey, uh, the Guardians uh, announced that they had signed all the guys on their forty man roster. All the pre arbitration eligible guys have uh, have signed, and uh, you know that that impacts the, the the payroll overall. We were talking before we started recording about how you know payroll is not a great indicator of you know, how, how good or strong a roster is going to be simply because a lot of the, the money that's, uh, that's being spent is, is predetermined. Like, uh, the, the majority of these guys on the 40 man roster right now, uh, are locked into a, a certain, uh, you know, pay scale. And then the, the arbitration guys, you know, those, those are, it, it's pretty much determined what they're going to get. There's not a lot of negotiating, uh, going on there. Uh, only guys like Jose Ramirez, Josh Bell, uh, Miles Straw, Emmanuel Classe are, are the guys with with contracts uh, that sort of blow that number out a little bit. But uh, you know, as far as the 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 contracts, where's the where's the payroll at, and and who do you think uh, could be candidates right now for them to start looking at maybe offering extensions? Because right now we're getting down to the the time of year where uh, 
that you know that's the the conversation get those extension you know, offer the guys that you identify as core players uh you know some sort of extension and and sort of try to see what your cost certainty is for the next couple of years yeah joe with the the signing of everybody on the um on the 40 man roster you know but like 28 guys that were not eligible for arbitration i think the payroll is probably going to be pushing 91 92 million which is the biggest you know, Cleveland payroll since uh, 2017, you know, it's still, you know, it still ranks third, uh, you know, uh, fourth in the AL Central and, you know, 25th, 26th overall in baseball. But for uh, guys, you know, that eligible for arbitration, I mean, uh, guys that like make, uh, you know, extension candidates, you know, three off the top of my head, I've got McKenzie, Quan and Jimenez, I think both all those guys are still pre-arb. You know, they all signed for just over the minimum, of, which is you know seven uh, seventy-two uh, seven thousand two hundred thousand uh, dollars this year. Uh, I know I I butchered that, didn't I? Seven hundred and two thousand dollars. Yeah, seven two zero. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and but you know, I think those three guys to me, w- w- they make sense if you wanted to approach those guys and try to get an extension signed, you know, we'll see what happens, but you know, the, the, you know, they're pre-arb guys. This, this is the time you like to get them. You know, Quan is still what he's t- still two years away from even being eligible for arbitration. Right. Uh, McKenzie and, and Jimenez will be eligible at the end of this season. So, you know, the time, it, it could be a good time to approach those guys. And and I think in, in terms of trying to build a core, I think those are three guys that you, you can identify and say, yeah, these are young players that, that we developed or that, you know, the organization uh, developed with the exception of Jimenez who came over in a trade. But, you know, I, I, I can see them wanting to lock those guys up and have them be here. Uh, they they've they've tasted a little success early on in their their careers and and might might have a, a a little better perspective or bigger picture perspective. Uh, plus, uh, well, all three of them are high high quality character guys. They they do a lot for your organization. Uh, they they would be perfect candidates for extensions. What what do you think? How long do you think they could lock them up? Do you, do you think they could give them something like a a five or a six year deal like they did Miles Straw? Yeah, I think that that would be, you know, the going rate, uh, you know, five-year deal that you did it with straw. They did it with class A. Um, you know, you buy uh, some arbitration years, you buy the arbitration years and you, know, you maybe a year of free agency, um, you know, and, and it, the only thing is it, it kind of, you know, you, you have to strike when the iron is hot. You have to have the ideal situation because we, we saw what happened with, with class A, we signs that deal. And then, uh, you know, a bunch of closers sign for a lot more money. So it it's, you know, it, it kind of, uh, it, it's up to the player. You know, does he prefer security over, you know, over, you know, the, you know, over, you know, a, a bigger payday at the end of the year? Or do, do are you going to go year to year and try to increase your salary that way? Or, or, or does what happened to Class A last year, you know, he signs that deal and then he goes out and way outperforms that deal. Yeah. You know, he he did it. He did it to himself, basically, by by outperforming the deal. He um, he, he might show those three guys, you know, if Quan puts up another season like he did, if Jimenez put, 
puts up a gold glove season again. You know, that, that there's two gold glovers there. Uh, you've got a guy who could be an, a dark horse candidate for a Cy Young in the American League. All three of those guys are sort of on the verge of, well, if they do what they did last year, you're not going to be able to get them to sign an extension. So now would be the time for all three of those guys. Yeah, and just think, just think of the talent you get for guys just barely making over the uh, minimum, Joe. It's just, yeah. you know, they've done a great job putting this roster together. You know, that's why they can keep the payroll down. They can be and still be competitive, which, you know, is is an almost an impossible task to do. Yeah, that's, uh, a, you know, a really good job. Hat tip to uh, to Chris Antonetti and, and Mike Chernoff. All right, Guardians are in. Uh, Glendale uh, today, Zach Plesek, uh on the mound once again. This is his fourth or fifth start for, uh, uh, I believe, it's four four starts for him for uh, um, the Cactus League. So he's he's going to maybe get stretched out a little bit more. Uh, impressive in his last two. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what they're uh, they're able to do up at uh, Camelback Ranch. Yeah, he's having a good uh, good spring, Joe, and he needed it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsie, we'll check in with you again tomorrow, uh, right back here. All right, Joe.